your weekly fix of Asian music. This is Asian Pop Nation. Hey guys, welcome back to Asian Pop Nation. This is your executive producer, Jessie, here. Uh, you guys just listened to The Edge by Atarashi Gakko, and then before that, you guys heard Rising by Triple S. Now, this is the first episode of our new season in a new year, so we've got a lot of special content coming up.、Uh, we're going to introduce our team in a bit and then maybe talk a bit more about the Sonica Music Festival that's coming up in a couple of weeks. We also got the very exciting Amber Liu with an interview. We're going to be talking to her about her music, her recent album. Her upcoming performance at the Sonica Festival, and then we're also going to take a bit of a deep dive into the Stray Kids concert that me and Alicia went to last week, I think. And we're going, probably going to fangirl a bit about that. And then we're going to talk about the Super Nintendo World opening in the US, I believe. And then after that, we're going to be talking about the SAG Awards, about everything, everywhere, all at once, winning all those awards. And yeah, that's about what we have going on for the show today. And then coming up, we have a song, Fighting by Busok Sun, featuring Lee Yonji. Hey guys, welcome back to Asian Pop Nation. I am, I'm, I'm you? Jesse, your executive producer for 2023. You guys just heard Flowers by Kai Dreams. And then before that, you guys heard Fighting by Bu Sok Sun. Yep. And Tied Up by Lucy. And we're in a new show, guys, a new episode, first episode of the new season. Yay!、Um, Yay! 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 Yay. Yay. I guess the most important thing to do at the start of anything is to introduce ourselves. And now I've already kind of said my role here at APN, but I am the executive producer for 2023. Hey, let's go. Yay, <laughs> our supreme leader, Jesse. New not, leader. Okay, I'm not quite a supreme leader yet.、Um, getting there, we're getting there.、Um, so I like anime, music. I don't know what else to say about myself. You'll find out as the show goes on. Um, so, I'm going to ask the rest of our lovely members to name a song or a show that they feel like describes themselves.、Um, hi, everyone. I'm JP. I'm just a guy. I, don't, I, like, I just walked in here. I don't know if I'm part of this. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm,、um, in terms of a role, I'm just like a presenter, occasional editor. You know, that's、yeah, me.、Um, but if I, had to, if I had to pick a show, That describes me best. I think it would be the anime slash manga Doro Hedoro. Have you heard of it? No. It's really cool. There's a、I、guy、have. with a. Oh, have you? Yeah. I watched it. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's, about it's, this,、um, cool. it's about this guy with a crocodile head. Yeah, he's got a crocodile head, but he doesn't know who he is. So he's got to figure out, oh, who was I before I got this crocodile head? Because he's got no memory. It's real good. It's fun. There's a lot of blood. Not that we condone violence here at APN. My name is Tracy. I joined at the beginning of last year.、Um, I joined AP at the beginning of last year.、Um, my role is mainly I do a lot of editing for the show. I also pick the music、uh, and how it runs and the order in which it runs.、Uh, generally, trying to like, spotlight the listener in artists and that sort of thing.、Um, 
In terms of interests, I am big K-poppy. Unfortunately, I joined the show because I didn't have anyone to talk about K-pop with. Um, and I'm not so much an anime person, but over the holidays, I watched my first anime, Odd Taxi. And I think if I was an anime, that would be the only one I could say I was because it's the only one I've watched. Uh, but it, I guess it's an odd show. It's kind of low-key. It's it's weird. Yo! I'm Senya. Hi, everyone. Hi, Senya. Yo! It's Senya. I have been with APGAN, I think, the longest now out of everyone here. She's the oldest one. I, I am your senpai, notice me. Oh my- I joined in 2020 and was also Jesse's role in 2021 as executive producer. Uh, right now, I kind of pop in for recordings to discuss with everyone as a presenter, sometimes edit when I have time, um, don't really contribute to music because I'm more of an anime, manga kind of girl or likes to watch movies that are from Asia or starring Asian people. Um, and if I was a form of Asian media, I would say I am Kaguya-sama Kokurasutai. <laughs> Jesus, man. What is because that? I love romance. It's uh, Kaguya-sama Love is War, oh. about two high schoolers on the student council. And they are in love with each other, but are too proud to admit it. So they make it like this mind game to get the other person to confess first. So I feel like it really speaks to the romantic side of me, but also the side of me that like overthinks everything. So <laughs> I relate a lot to these characters and it's a lot of fun. Hello, my name is Ethan. Um, I joined APN last year. Generally, I specialize in like like film stuff, film, TV, reviews, that kind of stuff. But I do talk He's about- He's a film K-pop. major. What a nerd. I'm not a film major. I was, I, I was not allowed to study film <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but I also do talk about K-pop um, alongside Lee Shaw and Tracy. Um, for the show, I mainly edit and I do some of the writing behind the scenes as well. Um, but I was thinking about a K-drama. I think Startup, if anyone has seen Startup, um, it's this show about um, like these people who do like entrepreneur stuff and they like hustle in life to like get ahead. And it stars Susie. Um, she's all right. <laughs> um, yeah, she's all right, but I like the vibe of the show. It's got like a red velvet soundtrack score to it where about like, you know, following your dreams and stuff like that. And I feel like that's pretty much what my life is basically like. Anyway, um, moving on. Hi, I'm Alushva. Um, I joined APN last year and I'm usually the presenter. And if I were to choose a show, I'm going to choose it recently that I watched, 2521. Um, I really like the show because... I think it was very encouraging how the characters um, overcome failures and stuff and achieve her dream, despite everybody being like, oh, you don't have talent and blah, blah, blah. And just the relationship between the main characters were very nice. Oh, yeah, I mostly like K-pop and K-drama. I usually love watching anime movies and I have started watching like Japanese series too. I recently watched First Love, which was very nice. And yeah, is it good? It's actually very recommended. Nice. <laughs> I like it. Okay. I might watch it as well. Hi. Um, my name's Lee. I do the social media graphics. Um, 
And I also edit a little bit. That's it. Memes. <laughs> um, yeah, meme, I, meme. I provide meme memes, I guess. She's the meme dealer. <laughs> I don't know. I'm what do you do everywhere. with yourself? You're an empty I, husk. I play games. <laughs> oh, yeah. of course. Oh, yeah, Lee, being a gamer is like... Well, what's a, what's a good Asian game you've been playing? Oh, I actually started playing Sekiro. Oh, Sekiro. Yeah, that's sick. I'm stuck on the second boss and I can't uh, progress, but that's all right. <laughs> welcome. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And for a song that I would describe myself, maybe Love Sick Part 2 by Shing O2. Is that the one that he worked on with Du Chavez? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. one's good. Oh my that's god, nice. that's a good choice. We should say we should and I'll pass it on to Alicia. <laughs> I was thinking like in terms of like her roles, I think her role is like lead vibes. Yep, lead, yep, yep. Head of vibes. Uh, Very much so. Head of meetings. Wow. <laughs> I would describe her as a Shiba Inu. Because oh, yeah. she's just very friendly and very warm. And also, yeah. when she interviewed Jaguar Jonesy yesterday, uh, last year, literally, she, Jaguar was like, you remind me so much of a Shiba Inu. And that was a very <laughs> sweet way to end the interview. Yeah, like that. that's hard evidence right there. Yeah, exactly. This is Asian Pop Nation. You're here with Senya and the team at APN. You just heard three back-to-back songs. One was Got the Beat Stamp on It. After that was the B-side from this artist's third mini-album, Blue Clip by Vivis. And that last song was Chinta by Nara Ayu. Now, following on this music stream, we're actually going to talk a little bit about a festival that's coming up because we know APN is known for plenty of things. But above all, we are a nation dedicated to all things Asian pop. And that is why we're excited to hear that Melbourne is getting its own music festival celebrating artists from across Asia. Finally, Melbourne being recognized as a hub for Asian music. But anyway, it's happening right here in the Sydney Meyer Music Bowl. Actually, it's in a couple of weeks' time, on the 17th of March. And it's the Sonica Music Festival. It's going to be hosting some world-renowned artists, including Amber, Zico, Henry, One and Only, Gentle Bones, and Gareth T. So what are some artists people are excited to see or excited to hear that they're performing in Melbourne? I'm just excited that anyone is coming down to Melbourne at all. The fact that this is a festival made up of like entirely Asian acts that is only in Melbourne is such a rare thing, honestly, because Sydney tends to get all the, like the good touring and that sort of thing. So I'm really excited that people are actually recognizing that Melbourne is a city where a lot of people like Asian music and Asian acts. Um, I'm also really excited to be seeing Andy True at the festival. I think he's like doing some emceeing things around there. Um, Andy True, as some of you may know, was in SBS Asia for a long time and is like the representative Asian MC man for every single event ever, including I think he was at Crunchyroll Festival, was he? I don't know. It was it was too loud and crunchy. He was in that Crunchyroll. Okay. He was at the one in Sydney. Was it Smash? Yeah, it might be. Smash. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he was at Hallyu Pop Fest. Yes. Yeah, he was there too. Saw him oh, in wow. Smash. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree with Tracy as well. I too am excited to see Andy True. Uh, but also, like, just like, you know, even a few years ago, like, having something like this in Australia would be unprecedented. Because, like, when you look at, like, the broader landscape of, like, Asian music in Australia, 
there isn't a lot of avenues for us to like really celebrate that kind of culture on like radio, like commercial radio or anything. Like besides us on Asian Pop Nation at Sin, um, there really isn't much else. Um, so just to see that they've got like this entire festival planned with some pretty, you know, like remarkable, well-known Asian artists. I think that's pretty incredible that they realize there's a market for that here in Australia now. Yeah, how did they get Zico on this? That's crazy. Like Zico is massive. Yeah, and obviously Amber as well, who's like one of the biggest you know like second gen idols in k-pop like even if you don't really know k-pop you'd know fx and you'd know amber yeah amber specifically was one of the first idols i was ever introduced to in k-pop because she was just very unique back then she was like the only tomboyish sort of girl idol around and so people knew her just because of that without really Mm -hmm. even knowing much about k-pop i agree she seems like a really cool person i wonder if we'll ever get a chance to talk to her yeah <laughs> on that topic, um, the next uh, little segment coming up uh, cough cough we have a little uh, interview with uh, the amber the amber uh other than amber we also have another xsm person here which is henry from super junior m is that subunit if anyone remembers it um but henry's mostly known these days as like a variety guy he, he somehow manages to have, like, a career in, like, China and in Korea at the same time while being really successful in both. I don't know how he does it. Um, he plays the violin. He does, like, crazy violin performances, like Lindsay Sterling-type sort of dancing while playing the violin-type performances. But he's also known for that as well. And he also just, like, sings without a violin um, as well occasionally. So I guess you'll see some of that at the show as well as maybe some of his violin skills, maybe. If you're listening to us, this is an event you definitely won't want to miss out on. And you don't want to miss out on the Amber interview. Hey guys, welcome back. This is Jessie here. You guys just heard Tayo Nobelumade by Salasa. And before that, you guys heard For Granted by Yeji and also Best Friend by Sumin featuring Uwonje. Now, coming up, we have the very exciting interview uh, with Amber Liu. She's a solo artist, she's a talented singer, a rapper, a songwriter. Y'all may know her from the girl group FX. And so, I'm not gonna waffle on too much. I'm gonna just let Amber do the introducing herself. My name is Amber Liu. I got my start in the music industry with my group called FX. I'm now a solo artist. I've been just releasing my little EP series XYZ and I have a new album coming out soon. I, I want to say that I, uh, I don't have a specific genre that I always go for, but I kind of like all types of music. Uh, I love making content. I think a lot of people might know me from my YouTube days as well, as well as my groups. So um, I've just kind of like been everywhere. And uh, now I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm a dog mom. <laughs> I love Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah, music. <laughs> um, so you mentioned you have a new album out. It's coming out soon. Coming out. I know you already released one called Z, I believe. Yeah, Z was last year. I noticed you collaborated with a lot of different artists on there, like Jackson Wang, etc., etc. So mm-hmm. how was it like collaborating with these artists on this album? It, it's like always really fun to 
just collaborate with different people because sometimes in my artist brain, I'm always like, am I doing things the right way? And I think anxiety kind of takes over and I'm just like questioning my processes. And funny enough, it's just always like, I think with every artist, you're we're kind of going through similar things. Like I'm like, oh man, that was such a cool way of doing something. And when I talk to my friend about it, he's like, I don't even know what I'm doing half the time. Or like when I talk to another artist, she's like, oh, like I, I totally just like pumped that out in 30 minutes and just like hope for the best. And then same with them to me. They're like, wait, how did you do this? Wait, how'd you get through this? So it's always kind of like, a, oh, I'm not the only one freaking out about the process. <laughs> On this next album, um, I don't want to give away too much, but um, a long time friend of mine was always telling me like, hey, we got to collab again. We got to collab again. And I was like, sure, sure, sure. And then I didn't have the right song until this next album when it comes out. And he was so stoked about it. And it's just kind of us just vibing and just like talking about life. And I think that's what's awesome about it is like, I hope that every single time that um, someone's able to collaborate on quote unquote my songs or vice versa, it's like, we just kind of get to be ourselves and just kind of throw ideas around. So you mentioned this new album. Do we have a release date, a teaser, anything oh, of that metal? Just confirmed <laughs> like a couple hours ago. Um, I will be performing new music at the Sonica Music Festival, which I'm really excited about. So my Australian fans do get the first listen and taste, but we are also releasing the first song the day of the performance. Oh, is that going to be part of your new album? Yes. Yes, let's go. So what else are you going to be bringing to the Sonica Music Festival that fans can look forward to? So um, what is something I'm really excited about is my my team that I'm bringing for Australia is like my band, uh, my dancers, like they are, oh, it's like, it's like a dream come true for me. Like my, my music director has, he's toured everywhere and his name is Sam Yoon. And uh, my choreographer, longtime choreographer, Sora Yang, is going to be performing with me, just to name drop a little bit. <laughs> She's uh, been someone who's been training me for the past maybe three, four years. And she was like, hey, how about I just dance? And I'm like, huh, you dance with me again? Like, what? <laughs> so I think from a not only a fan perspective or student perspective or just artist perspective, I'm just so honored to be performing with my crew and um, people that I trust. And I just hope that the fans uh, and people in the crowd just vibe as much as we're vibing with each other. <laughs> I believe this is your first time coming to Australia to perform, if I remember correctly. So how do you feel about coming to Australia to perform? Oh. What's your impression? That kind of I. Way? So I have the typical, like, I don't want to say typical American, but just the typical, like, viewpoint of Australia with, like, me growing up, like, my my first introduction to Australia was Steve Irwin and, like, oh, all, the, yeah. all the wildlife. So yeah. Nemo was my favorite movie growing up. I can just imagine the amazing, um, like, animals. I, w- I want to go see the ocean while I'm there, too. So... I have a bird that is a lesser soul for cockatoo, which I heard is the pigeon of Australia. <laughs> Overall, it's just like I'm I'm wanting to see the fans too because I've never been to Australia. I know that I've always heard like my Australian fans saying like they're kind of like isolated from everything. So I'm happy to be bringing the energy to you guys. You mentioned that you became a solo artist. So how is that different from when you were releasing music with FX as a group to now as a solo artist? Well, I, I think it's like almost the exact opposite when it comes to like album production, choosing songs, everything is just, it's kind of like I have to make the decision, which is 
great, but also like kind of, it, it personally gives me a lot of pressure. I'm always just trying to like figure out what I want to do, which songs to release. Cause when I was in the group, we're not part of that process. We oh. hear demos. We were kind of presented everything at like pretty much the last stages. And then we record. And then from there, they like nitpick, okay, this song goes on this album. We're going to save this for another album, so on and so forth. But with me and my, my personal journey with music, I'm just writing, 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 writing. When it comes time, like, wait, I think I've written like 50 something songs. Like, okay, now it's like time to focus on maybe 20 and then from there 10 maybe it's not a full-length album let's go ep everything and anything is possible and i think it's great but it's also scary at the same time but luckily i have an amazing team behind me um i'm growing every day uh hopefully every day <laughs> not only as a human being but as an artist trying to um just be in the studio with different producers learning different like different effects different ways of recording um different mics and so it's just like i get to choose everything but again when i bring it back to my group everything is very tailored everything is this um a b c d and i we just follow that but you know sometimes like i can spend a year on a song re-recording it think it's great it's almost mixed and then suddenly like my team brings up like hey kind of like the old version better i'm all like like give me like two days to think about it <laughs> so it's like I'm, I'm learning a lot of things that i wasn't too exposed to before hopefully the fans can see it with my um, progression from my xep yep and zep and now this next coming record all the experimentation that i've been doing I see the growth in myself and I'm proud of that. Like, I hope that every album that I put out, every song that I put out is a step up or also a like new direction that I'm exploring. So, yeah. So as a solo artist, what do you want your music to be known for? Like, what's the vibe you want to give off? I, I say this at every one of my like concert shows uh, when I'm when I'm touring on my own is that every time we're together, it's a safe space, regardless of who you are, where you come from everybody here is safe and that we're here to just have a good time. Number one, I've always felt like a misfit my whole life. I felt like I didn't belong somewhere, but when my fans uh, see me at like, you know, whether it's like on the street or like at my meet and greets or randomly at a boba shop, they've always said, thank you so much. I've always felt like I was weird or different. And so I always try to make that very, very clear at my, my shows that I just want this to be a place where we can feel safe and that we are we are okay to express ourselves here. I feel like a lot of your fans also really like you because you're just unapologetically yourself. So how do you feel about having that kind of representation and that kind of vibe in the K-pop industry? I'm super flattered because when people say that, like, you're so unapologetically yourself, I don't know. I just, I, I'm kind of in this mindset of, what would the child Amber want? And it was that pat on the shoulder, that reminder that I wasn't alone, that reminder that it's okay to be weird and have these nerdy interests. It's okay. And that makes us who we are. And I don't know. It's just like, I like to think like we're just a pack of weirdos, just, <laughs> just vibing and it's, it's fun. So um, I, I'm super flattered. And like it's not only just me, that, that goes to my fans and the people around me also making that space for me to be myself as well. Cause uh, there's definitely been times where um, even still now, like still now, like I, I feel uncomfortable. I feel very self-conscious or I feel insecure about things, but 
I, I've taken upon it my, to myself, at least in this past year where I've been doing a lot of self-work, uh, a lot of therapy and just like kind of re-examining me as a person and what I want to achieve. Like, be honest, not only to people, but to myself. Kind of rounding things off a bit. What can we expect from you in the future in terms of music, yourself as a person, in your debut? Well, uh, the way I like to see my schedule this year, I, I'm questioning whether I can pull it off, but I'm also kind of like, you know, hyping myself up like, yeah, yeah, totally. I can totally do this. Yeah, sure. Yeah, my manager's right here. I'm like, yeah, we can do it, right? Yeah. No, no easy. So easy. Oh, God. No. <laughs> um, but... Uh, a lot of things coming. We're trying to plan a world tour this year. And um, I, I know with COVID, um, I started off 2020 with my North American-esque tour. And it was supposed to go into world tour afterwards. But unfortunately, because of the pandemic, everything kind of got shut down. But um, hopefully this year, we can see fans from all over the world. And I have my new record coming out. And I'm really excited about that. Just a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm able to like, you know, be in front of fans. That, that's, that's the reason why I do what I do It's just to perform in front of everybody. And um, it's not only exciting for me to just do it, but I, I know that a lot of fans have been like, when's your next tour? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so soon, soon. World tour, right? Yeah. Would you world. be coming back to Australia? And, and probably Sydney. Probably Sydney. Not Melbourne? <laughs> we'll see i i well he, that's the guy you got to convince over there <laughs> i have a couple of fun questions that the fans are probably dying to know about um does your dog actually speak chinese he does <laughs> other than huijiao which means go home he knows guolai he doesn't answer to come he answers to guolai so you didn't teach him the english i i don't know i just like i think when i when i say come he doesn't take it seriously but guolai is like you know like when you're when your parents say your full name you're totally screwed when your mom's like amber josephine lu come here like you know it's like a little bit different so i think that the chinese the i don't tone. know am i am i scarier when i speak chinese i don't know i think so maybe maybe, maybe. um as a final thing where can we find you social media youtube uh, all I that jazz so social media, Amber Lou across the board. Um, I will apologize ahead of time because I know I haven't updated in a while. But uh, find me, find me on tour. Yeah. Perfect marketing. Let's go find me on tour. So that was the amazing Amber Liu. We just heard all about her newest album, her upcoming performance at the Sonico Festival, which is coming up on March 17th. Better stay tuned for that one. Welcome back to Asian Pop Nation. Uh, the last few songs you just heard were Lin Nick Lin uh, with their song Me Too, which also translates to Lost. Uh, we also have Jun Parker with Say Goodbye, uh, the Yokohama Club Mix, as well as Astro Bunny featuring Pei Fen Shu uh, with the song Black Noise. Now, um, I hear Tracy has something interesting to report on. Me? Yes, you. Why are you singling me out? Okay, well, uh, last year I may or may not have gone to see 
a certain movie three times. That movie was everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, it really sort of came out of nowhere and blew everyone away. And accordingly, we've just taken a lot of opportunities whenever we can to talk about it because we all went to see this movie together and it blew our minds. Um, and we want to like let you guys know how much we liked it, um, even like a whole year after it came out. So um, over the break, the cast of Everything Everywhere All at Once has mostly just been going to various award shows and collecting their trophies. Um, probably the most, I think the most notable one to me is their Golden Globe wins. Uh, Michelle Yeoh and Kiwi Kwan both won acting noms for that. And the speech was, and the speeches for that went super viral all over social media. Wouldn't you say, Ethan? <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I'm coming from the angle of the Academy Awards because I was uh, watching the video when they were, I was watching it live when they were nominating all of the people and it was kind of astounding to see everything everywhere get um, that kind of recognition. Like obviously we knew they would be nominated for some stuff, but they were leading, they are leading with 11 nominations, um, um, which is actually very impressive. It's um a huge feat, especially for a film of that kind of caliber when you've got A24 um, with such a tight budget and cast and crew. Um, so obviously it's a it's a huge thing to the people that worked on the project. So good on them. Good on them. I remember yes. at the beginning, like after when, yeah, when, when the movie came out, people were saying, oh, it's come out way too early in the year for it to be in like the Oscars like contention um, because everyone would have forgotten it by then. But that doesn't seem to have been the case, which yeah. is nice. Um, we're still talking about Yeah, we're still talking about it. I was like, Squid Game. Yeah. Oh, no. I feel like it was um, here before Squid Game, even. Was it? No, it wasn't. It felt like, it felt like, it felt like that. Oh, yeah, I think like in the here. first episode of last year, we talked about the trailer for the film. Ah, and in the first wow. episode of this year, we're talking yeah. about all the awards it's won. It was okay. always there. Mm, I just want to say that the speeches that um, Kiwi Khan and uh, and Michelle Yeoh gave at the Golden Globes are really cool. I think Kiwi Khan shouted out Steven Spielberg, who was in the audience, and that was like a nice. Aww. Oh my god! They met when like Kiwi Khan was like a kid, and Steven Spielberg was like a young man, and now Steven Spielberg is an old man, and Kiwi Khan is like a middle-aged uh, young man, <laughs> and they're still like together. Um, award ceremonies i guess so that was cute and michelle yo was like gave a really inspirational speech oh she she had this uh, this iconic moment when they started to play her off and she was like no you don't shut up i will come and fight you and then she finished her speech oh, it was beautiful so in terms of the other movies yeah um <laughs> I, I think the main movies... Uh, I wanted to talk about some films that weren't nominated or didn't get much rep in the Oscars or the Golden Globes and stuff like that. Corey Ada's um, Broker, it's so well-written and well-directed because it, it like it portrays these like broken characters in such a empathetic light. It stars Song Kang-ho and Kang Dong-won, as well as Pei Duna and IU. Um, so it's just like a stacked cast. And obviously it has Hirokazu Koreeda directing and writing as well, who's like a very popular Japanese director, um, who I feel like is leading the charge in terms of like empathetic, soft-spoken, not soft-spoken, but like just like personal, you know, almost intimate stories about like 
what it means to be human and what it means to have a family and that kind of stuff. And I felt like that movie was robbed at the Oscars and every other award show. Um, I think another movie that was robbed, uh, but this one even more so, and I was very upset by this, was Park Chan-wook's decision to leave. I, I feel like I didn't sell this movie enough the first time we talked about this last year. Um, and I just think it is such a good movie. And oh my God, like from an aesthetic point of view, Park chan really brings us a game. He's got like a lot of directing quirks and the way he edits um, sequences has this like this energy to it that you can't find anywhere else. And it's so fascinating. It's like this blend between like a crime thriller, neo-noir, not neo-noir, just a noir, um, with like this romance. Um, and like, I, I feel like on first glance, that seems like very um, out of left field, but it's actually really good because it, like with the crime stuff, he employs a lot of Hitchcock's like voyeuristic, like real window aesthetic to it. So like, you've got him like, like parked outside her house, like stalking her, trying to figure out if like, she's a suspect of this crime. Um, but it also like interweaves like this romance, um, which I think is really fascinating because Tang Wei does such a great job of being like this femme fatale. Um, and she's a great actress, by the way. Um, but she does like such a good job of playing this character that you don't really understand what her motivations are in both the ra- the romance aspect and the crime um you know aspect of it as well so you don't really understand like the will they won't they kind of um dynamic kind of plays into both roles and you also have that cat and mouse chase of like the detective and the the suspect but also like the the chase of love and stuff like that and i I just think it's such a good movie and it is such a shame that it didn't get nominated for anything in the oscars or anything else for that matter yes also rrr which i think was a really good movie rrr is epic bro yeah, dude, you watched it? Oh my god, it's so Ooh, good. I've watched it twice, man. It's sick. It's so good. Yeah, and like it's... um that one sequence, um, the the dance break sequence was nominated yeah. quite a few times. I think it was nominated in the Screen Actors Guild and the Golden Globes as well for Best Song. Um Thank God. It is so good. I think it won the Golden Globe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. It did? So... <laughs> Oh my yes. god, it's so good. It's just like it's uh, it's like it's such a hyper mas- masculine like maximalist <laughs> action blockbuster. Like you've got like these like ripped men like like fighting in slow motion and they've got like the sweat that drips off and like it like evaporates into like this like it's so cool. And then like right in the middle of that they'll just break out into like this really epic song and dance. And it's, it's just like it, it it like it astounds me that like this, like this kind of movie still gets made today and I, I feel like if a lot more like hollywood blockbusters did this i i think like we should be leaning more into these kinds of blockbusters something that, like, fun from- honestly i was very surprised with the rr because i still feel like just like Tamil movies and indian movies there's like so many that are very good and deserve awards but they're still not very recognized enough mm. and especially now i feel like bollywood movies are a bit going downhill because a lot of the actors like the old good actors are retiring and the writers are either like passed away or leaving this thing so i feel like there's not a lot of good movies that are coming out but tamil movies have a lot of potential of actually going very global so it's very nice seeing it and actually everybody like in my family and my community was so surprised to see that finally it was getting recognition so it's very nice seeing it um i just wanted to say that you going crazy over decision to leave yeah has led me to the decision that um i'm gonna go watch it tomorrow because it's still showing at cinema oh is it still showing they do like one showing a day is the thing you need Um, to watch it yeah, I haven't seen it yet. And also everything everywhere all at once is also showing like multiple times a day. So if you haven't seen it, 
like go watch it because it's still yeah. there. Cool. Go support international films. Yes, yes, and local cinemas. Hey guys, it's me again, your wonderful producer Jesse. I am here to round things off. That was a jam-packed show for our first show of the new year, and we were here with Alishba, Ethan, JP, Lee, Tracy, and Zenya, and of course myself. Now you guys just heard "Mirror" by the amazing Shal. And before that, you guys heard "Rose Blossom" by High Key, which is doing quite well on the Korean charts, despite the fact that the group isn't very well known. And then after that, you guys heard "Twenty Something" by Jinan and Leticia. Now, oh, today's show, man. Um, we started off with uh, getting to, to know a bit more about the team. Hopefully now you guys are all friends with them. You guys are all familiar with their roles and personalities. I feel like everything they said really matched up to what their shows were. And then after that, we talked a bit about the Sonica Music Festival, which, as we all know by now, is coming up in a couple of weeks on March 17th. So if you haven't already, you should definitely grab tickets for those. They have a very full lineup. And after that, leading on from the Sonica Music Festival, we have an interview with Amber Liu, who, as you guys might know, is also performing in the Sonica Music Festival. And we can definitely look forward to hearing some uh, cough cough new things from her at that. And then after that, we had a bit of a deep dive into the Stray Kids concert, which me and Alishma went to a couple of weeks ago. We talked all the juicy details, all the songs, all the... just everything. And then after that, we talked a bit about everything, everywhere, all at once. Winning awards just everywhere, because um, as you know, last year I wasn't there yet, I wasn't a part of APN yet, but apparently that movie kind of broke APN a bit. So uh, we're just kind of taking every opportunity to talk about it. Now, it has unfortunately come to the end of our show. It was a very jam-packed show. And I'm sure we'll have more interesting songs, interesting news, interesting segments, maybe an interview, cough cough, um, up for you next week. So make sure you stay tuned for next week's show. And if you guys happen to miss this show, you guys can always find us on our Spotify podcast, on our website, 